Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue our exegesis of uh, Ephesians chapter 4 for your edification, um, for the building up of the church, and for us to be confident in the faith that we believe in and the propagation of that faith. So in Ephesians 4, uh, Paul's letter touches on many things that are germane to our sharing of the gospel. In chapter 4, verse 11, we talked about uh, how he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So, uh, as Paul himself uh, talks about, he himself, referring to Jesus, gave some to be apostles, right? His, him dying on a cross produced these different offices. And we talked about the apostles and what the di- uh, difference between foretelling and forth telling and if you didn't catch the previous episode uh, when I expounded on the different types of um, prophesying uh, please do so so the apostles were the uh, the ones selected by Jesus himself including Paul uh, who met Jesus on the Damascus road and the scales fell from his eyes uh, today uh, there's no uh, biblical support for using that title except for those who saw the risen Christ. So some prophets, and we again talked about the difference between foretelling and forthtelling, F-O-R-T-H-T-E-L-L-I-N-G, versus foretelling, F-O-R-E-T-E-L-L-I-N-G. Some evangelists, he gave some evangelists. Uh, There are those um, who spend the majority of their time uh, going about preaching the good news. They engage in the UN Lingizo, uh, which is the preaching or teaching of the good news or the sharing of the good news. Not just Evangelion, which is the noun form, the good news, but the verb form, Evangelizo, which is the sharing of the good news. So Jesus, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, gave us these different offices. And some pastors, right? Not everybody's called to be a pastor. A pastor is a unique office, and a pastor uh, can also be called an elder or an overseer, as dictated in Timothy. Uh, the different uh, criteria to be an elder or a pastor is listed uh, in Timothy. So God gave us pastors, and thank God for the pastors. And for those pastors that listen to our show, uh, we are in support of you. We applaud uh, uh, your 
faithfulness and we are praying for you. It's not an easy job to be a pastor, uh, to be an overseer, to be an elder. Uh, Not only do you have to carry your own cross, but you also have to intercede on behalf of the flock of Jesus and you have to minister to them and you have to pray for them and then you have to watch out for them uh, in in terms of making sure that uh, they're safe and we're using the analogy of the shepherd to the sheep and we are God's sheep we're not the pastor's sheep we're God's sheep but it's the pastor's job to uh, make sure that the children of, of God are protected that the children of God are being fed sound doctrine, that the children of God are being pushed and motivated, uh, that the children of God are being encouraged. So uh, the pastor's job is, is not an easy one, but when you're called to be a pastor, God gives you uh, the measure of grace that's needed and required to uh, fulfill your job. Uh, the ability of the pastor to suffer long, we call it long-suffering, uh, is infused through the Holy Spirit uh, to that pastor. The ability to uh, uh, be a referee and to make sure that you're keeping peace or you're teaching the church to be peaceful. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, the pastor has to model that behavior. Uh, the pastor can't be the one that's causing strife, can't be the one that's causing the chaos, but the pastor uh, has to model the Christian virtues as dictated by the scripture. So thank God for our pastors. And then uh, he gave us teachers. Not everybody is able to break open the word of life and unpack it for people to understand. Uh, Teachers also is a, a, a privileged position when you break it, break open uh, God's word and uh, for other people uh, to see and to understand the spiritual nuggets that God has for them to learn. And another uh, noteworthy uh, perspective is you can be a teacher in the secular realm. You can be a teacher um, based on uh, getting degrees and based on getting your teacher's license or credentials but yet, just because uh, you are a teacher in the, uh, in the natural realm doesn't necessarily mean that you've been called to teach God's people. Again, let me say it. Just because you have the ability to teach in the natural realm doesn't necessarily mean uh, you've been called to teach to God's people. Uh, the teachers uh, that Paul is talking about these teachers are, number one, filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you're not uh, a Christian, um, you won't be able to break open the spiritual nuggets that others may be able to follow Christ. Um, I'll give you an example. I uh, took a class when I was a college student, and there was a gentleman, uh, the professor, who taught this particular class, and uh, the title was something like uh, The History of the Christian Church, and it was one of my electives, so I elected to take this class. I was a Christian, and I figured um, I will learn something from this class uh, uh, and and something to encourage me and something to 
um, something that I was interested in. So this individual that taught this particular class, I soon realized that he had certain knowledge about the historicity of Christianity, but his teaching was voided of the influence of the Holy Spirit. So he was just teaching this class about the early church just based on his natural reasoning and his natural ability. Whereas if it was a Christian teaching this particular class, there would have been uh, much more of of, of, uh, spiritual insight, much more of um, discernment uh, being espoused. So there's a difference in uh, Christian teaching uh, from the Bible versus someone who isn't a Christian teaching from the Bible or teaching about the Bible. So uh, teachers within the church are to be encouraged. And also uh, teachers have an awesome responsibility to rightly divide the word of God. Uh, As a teacher, you are held responsible for teaching sound doctrine. And we, we, uh, I'll repeat this again. Uh, the word sound uh, in the Greek is hugeis, and it means healthy, healthy doctrine. The teacher is responsible for teaching a healthy doctrine, not lean on your own understanding, not start off by saying what it means to me, uh, but rather what is the text saying and uh, what's the difference between a descriptive versus pres- uh, prescriptive text. So it's very important that the teacher uh, is expounding the truth, not their philosophies, not their traditions, not what they've heard. Uh, many people regurgitate things that they've picked up uh, from inside the church, which are not necessarily biblical. So it's important that the teacher Uh, share with the students the vital nuggets of the Bible, the the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. That's very important, and God holds all of us accountable. So whether you're a Sunday school teacher, whether you're a Bible study teacher, whether you are vacation Bible school teacher, uh, all of us have the same standard as your pastor would of teaching Uh, the Bible in a sound way, making sure that we are conveying healthy doctrines uh, versus heretical doctrines. So God holds us responsible for what we teach about him. Uh, He holds us responsible for what others learn from us about him. So it's very important that we do our job, that we uh, uh, exegese correctly, that we uh, read the Bible study the Bible, uh, that we uh, pray, that we avail ourselves for the Holy Spirit to use what we put in us so that others may be edified. So he himself, verse 11, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the, for what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So now, Uh, Paul has uh, told us about the offices. Then he unpacks uh, the functions, meaning 
the reason why God gave us these different offices. It wasn't for, uh, uh, for these individuals to write theological books. It wasn't for them to gain fame. Uh, God didn't give us apostles just for a title, which uh, many people do. Uh, they, 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 they take on these titles uh, without fully understanding the functions of these titles, uh, the biblical functions, not the contemporary functions. Uh, so these offices, the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Paul, why did God give uh, these different offices to us? Paul answers that in verse 12. He says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So God gave us these offices, number one, for the edification of the saints, the, uh, the, the, the equipping of the saints, for the building up of the saints, for the work of the ministry. We learn to go work. We don't learn to sit. We learn to go work. And God is sending us out. So when we go to Bible study, when we listen to sermons, when we listen to these uh, theological podcasts, when we avail ourselves to uh, the different conferences, the different workshops, uh, all of these things are designed not for entertainment purposes, but for us to go out and do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity. Again, that goes that word again, the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So the goal is for us to be unified in the faith. And it's hard to be unified in the faith when you only have some people doing the work of the ministry. Um, and, I, and I alluded to that on, on the previous podcast. All of us have been called, all of us have been mandated as Christians to contribute our gifts to the church. We're doing the work of the ministry. It's not acceptable for us to uh, get all the good teachings, get all of the good sermons, to hear all the good music, and then just leave and uh, never contribute our gifts to the church. We, and I'm not even talking about uh, you giving your tithes and offering. It's more than that. Uh, we're not paying off God. We can't pay off God. So just giving tithes and offering is not enough. God is calling us to uh, contribute our physical assets. That's your knowledge, your, your, your insights, your, your handiwork, the ability to uh, be part of the ministries at your local church, uh, the, the ability to plug into the global ministries, uh, meaning uh, ministries that take place outside of your local church. So all of us have been called to be part of the body that we may become unified through the common belief that all of us uh, have to be part of the body, that the body is, is working in a healthy format, meaning that uh, there's no uh, part that's lacking. There's, there, there, the body, all, all the limbs are able to work properly. There's nothing that's atrophied. So we must be careful that we're not um, being lazy, that we're, we're not being content in our faith, that we're not being spectators, uh, watching other people do the work while we just enjoy the blessings of God. That's not a good thing. 
uh, and God holds us accountable. So if, uh, if you're a Christian, there's always something for you to do. Always something for you to do. And so till we all come to the unity of the faith, right, the unity of the faith uh, based on sound doctrine and of the knowledge of the Son of God, so now that you have knowledge of Jesus, what is it that you're going to do? Uh, it used to be that bumper sticker, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, the real question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, Christ has already given us everything we need to fulfill our function. So we, we, we strive to come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to a perfect man, meaning that Jesus uh, has justified us. Uh, and, and that's the goal, right? We, we, we're made perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, God doesn't see uh, the imperfections that we have because through the blood, he sees us as perfect. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. So here we go. That we should not be like children, right? Uh, uh, ignorant and uh, uninformed. Uh, and, and when I say ignorant, I don't mean that in a bad way, meaning that as children, there's a lot that we don't know. And so uh, we, we are constantly learning. My children are always asking me, uh, Dad, what does this mean? Uh, Dad, what's the meaning of this? And so I have to expound to them and break open to them what those words mean and what these uh, incidents mean. So as children, we're constantly learning from Christ. And, and, and um, there are things that we shouldn't, uh, uh, that children shouldn't know, but they, they, they are not there yet. And this is what Paul talks about when he, say, when he talks about moving from milk to meat. Uh, as, as children in Christ, as, as students of Christ, um, yes, we start off on milk, but eventually you have to get on meat. Uh, if, if we keep growing, if we, if we are part of the sanctification process, then eventually we're moving from milk to meat. And what happens is if you stay on milk, if you're not able to uh, rightly divide the word of truth, if you only depending on your Sunday school teachers and your deacons and your pastors and your elders, if you only depending on them to break open the, uh, the word of life, then you're cheating yourself. God requires all of us to be capable of rightly dividing his word. And so when you're not rightly dividing the word, when you're not availing yourself to study, when you're not availing yourself to reading God's word, then what happens is the devil can subtly uh, trick you into believing something that's false, into believing uh, something that's unhealthy is actually healthy. And the devil is good at it, right? He's the father of lies. Uh, he is the deceptor. So we have to be careful that we, uh, uh, that we stay on our toes, that we are reading, we are studying uh, we are praying. Uh, we are we are talking to God about our condition and about our state. Uh, we, we must resist the urge to just listen to uh, every theologian that we see on television. That uh, that we're picking up every book in the Bible bookstore to read. Um, 
And just because it's a Bible bookstore, as I throw this in parenthetically, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that every book, that every publication inside that public, uh, that Bible bookstore has been vetted. Um, I've been through numerous Bible bookstores and I found books that were written by heretics. So just because you find a book in the Bible bookstore doesn't necessarily mean that it's sound. Um, and and uh, reading unsound materials will compromise your doctrine. So we need to stay away from that. And then uh, this uh, passage also brings on this imagery of a boat or a ship being tossed to and fro. The boat is unsteady uh, due to the natural elements. And so in the same way, Paul is saying Christians shouldn't be moving around tossed to and fro. One minute you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Another minute, you, 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 you're doubting if he's the Son of God. One minute, you believe that Jesus is the only way. Another minute, you believe that Jesus is just one of the ways. You, you, you're going left and right. You're being tossed to and fro. Uh, one, one side, uh, you believe in that Jesus has all power. Another side, you, 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 you're starting to believe that Jesus has, has limited power. Uh, on one side, uh, we believe that uh, God has presented himself in a triune form. And another side, uh, you're, you're believing that God has uh, presented himself in a modalistic form. So we can't be tossed to and fro, or we shouldn't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There's always something new coming up, right? We hear people saying uh, God is doing a new thing. Uh, now, God may be doing something that you've never uh experienced before, if you never witnessed before, it's possible. But in terms of anything that violates the statutes or or the principles of the Bible, that's not God. Uh, If anybody uh, preaches, if anybody teaches, if anybody sings a song, and those words are not in harmony with the scriptures, then we know that it's not of God. So let's not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. And that goes along because you do have some individuals that are intentionally trying to mislead you. Uh, They might have pastor in front of their name. They may have a doctorate in front of their name. Uh, They may have apostle in front of their name. But regardless of the title that they're using before their name, what's most important is, are they preaching the truth? Are they promoting sound doctrine? Are they promoting healthy doctrine? And if they're promoting healthy doctrine, God bless them. Uh, uh, May the Lord be with them. If they are not, Galatians, the first chapter, reminds us that God will hold them accountable, whether it be me or an angel from heaven uh, that preach any other gospel than that which you have uh, received. Uh, Paul says, let them be accursed. So it's important that we stay rooted. It's important that uh, we remain solid in the major essentials of the faith, uh, that we don't compromise the words of God, uh, that we stand boldly, even in this compromising society that we live in, this uh, relative society. Uh, We must stand bold. We must stand firm. We must preach God's word. Well, our time has ended. Uh, We'll continue going through uh, this book as we learn more about unity in the body. Again, continue to do for the truth what so many do for a lie. 
We do need your support, so please uh, go on our website, srministries.org, and remember to continue standing up for Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.